July 20th, 2012. VGN Radio presents Kevin's Oblast Radio with your hosts, Kevin Baird. And Beaton. So tonight uh, I've got Beaton on the uh, on the Skype, and we're going to be interviewing him as part of uh, one of our Oblast interview processes. Uh, Beaton, you're a longtime listener of the show, is that true? Yeah, um, I remember listening back probably four or five years, because I remember sending in one of the first, like when the DS switched over to the DS Lite, and I was complaining about it, how stupid of an idea it was. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny because when the show originally started, like if you go back and listen to like the really earliest broadcasts um, that are that are out there, you know we we were out when um, Halo uh, Two had just come out for the original Xbox. Uh, that's when mm-hmm. we actually started. So it's kind of funny that we went through, um, you know, the the whole DS hadn't even been released yet. You know, the Wii hadn't come out, and we're now we're moving into another generation. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, so I figure we just get right down to it um, in the interview. Uh, process and what we usually start with is your parents. Do you know how your folks met? Uh, they went to high school together. My dad was kind of a nomad. Uh, he went to I want to say like four or five different high schools all throughout like Nebraska. That's where I'm from. Oh. And then my mom basically stayed in the same area. And then they kind of met. He moved there senior year, and then the year after high school, they got knocked up with my brother, and then they got that's then they just stayed together for like. 20 years, and then my graduation present was actually them divorcing, which was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Whoa, so slow down here for a second. So Nebraska, that's where you were That's where you were raised. That's like, um, I've, I've driven through Nebraska. There's nothing but fields of, I don't know what that is, wheat or corn or something. Um, is, uh, a little bit of everything, yes. Were you in a farm town, or where were you at, actually? Um, technically, yes. I mean, uh, my dad used to work on, like, feedlots and stuff like that, and then... He eventually got a job with Old Home making bread, and then because my dad is horrible at holding on to jobs, he lost that. And now he's currently a prison guard down at the state pen, which is hilarious. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting career path that he went on. That's, that's kind of yeah. cool. That's uh, one semester of college will get you. <laughs> In Nebraska, anyway. I don't know. Uh, he went to Iowa. Oh, he went to Iowa. Oh, that's even worse, I think. Um, but that's cool. Uh, so... So you grew up around there, and, um, you know, so when you were a kid, I mean, what was life like for you? Uh, the, the typical, I mean, because it's the Nebraska kid thing compared to you, because I grew up in a town of 1,500 people. I was in a class wow. of 40, so I mean, <laughs> I know you're probably thinking like, oh my God, how, how oh, yeah, it, it, it was, I mean, it's all I knew. I mean, I grew up about an hour outside of Omaha, so, I mean, there is the big towns out there, but, I mean, basically it was there's nothing to do, so I'm going to sit around and hang out with my buddies and play video games because what else is there going to do? Right, right. So, I mean, what was the first video game that you played? I mean, what system or whatever did you have? Um, it was one of the Ataris. I remember one of my babysitters had it way back when, and wow. then my parents bought me an NES and that nice. was awesome. Played all those games, but then we traded it in to upgrade to the Sega Genesis, which can't really complain. But I mean, I still miss some of those NES game better games because they were better. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, just had better RPGs, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it, the NES had a lot more titles. I mean, it was just a huge thing when it was out. You know, I mean, there was there was something for everybody on that little system. Um, so. So uh, so would you go to regular school? Did you go to public school with the four kids? Yeah, there there's only one school in my town. It's a consolidated district, so it's actually my town and the town about 10 miles south of us combined into one school. That town has 
like maybe 200 people right now. So, I mean, wow. it, I, it makes sense that they don't have their own school anymore. That had to be kind of awkward. Like, if you wanted to date somebody as you got older or something, it's like y'all kind of just know each other already. You're just kind of like, well, I'm not, you know. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I only have one girlfriend in, in high school, but she was actually a couple years younger than me, so it was nice because she had moved in, and it wasn't that. I've known you since we were, like, four, <laughs> right. yeah. and I know everything about you and your family. That was the downside of small town because my mom was actually, like, the city clerk and, oh. like, worked at the city office and, like, the police department, so – Anything that happened in town, she knew, so I couldn't do anything. <laughs> and I was just, I was just, what a nightmare. just at home, and I'm just like, I can't. I'm not even going to think about it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's got to suck. Yeah, your mom would just show up, bust you when you're doing something stupid. Um, oh no, she wouldn't get off her ass. She'd be at home doing whatever and all that stuff. But no, it would just be that next day she'd be at work, and then I would get that call at home, like. What did you think you were doing? And I was just like, oh, what was it this time? I mean, come on. Oh, my God. That's got to be terrible. So uh, what? Did, what so in such a small town, I mean, what did you do for fun? Do you have to just drive out to one of the bigger towns? Or, I mean, do you guys have like a, you know, has it got a movie theater and that kind of things in it? It seems kind of <laughs> uh, small. Back in the day, before, like, everything fell apart, it used to have like a JCPenney's and like a movie theater and all that stuff now. But now, like, it's got a dollar general and a subway which is like amazing because it's actually got it, oh, because the current town i live in which is the town over um it doesn't have anything like from friday night till about sun till like monday there's nothing to get food except for like the like i don't know do you guys have a hot stuff pizza out where you guys are at no not here not in cleveland okay it, it's basically just like a little cheapo pizza chain type thing but to get like a medium pizza is like 15 dollars, and it's just that's just so outrageous <laughs> That's what you get when you want it out in the middle of nowhere. That's that's kind of yeah. crazy. Wow. So that's kind of a weird thing. So it, so high school, same thing. Small school, one school. I mean, is this all just combined? And now yeah, I'm, I'm imagining they, like some little house on the prairie schoolhouse with you with like uh, uh, seven kids at a table or something. But I imagine it's a little bit bigger than that. Um, yeah. Um, but they do. I mean, there's still a couple places that they do have country schools. One of my aunts uh taught at a country school for a while and it was that they had all the classrooms in one building and there was like maybe 30 students and stuff like that so they, they still wow. existed they're not as prevalent as like iowa like iowa just like went everybody's going to this school and just like closed a bunch of stuff down whereas nebraska they're still like well you think about like consolidating and stuff so <laughs> but yeah uh it uh there was two towns uh the town over kept their elementary so k through six went there and then for junior high and high school they shipped up to my town so what what is that like like an hour bus bus ride or something to get to school 10 minutes oh well that's not so bad yeah and that's the thing because i mean like where omaha ops has opened up to have open busing like you can pick any school that you want to go to as long as you're accepted you can still get bused for longer to go across to omaha than it is to actually just go from one town to the other i mean I, I grew up driving that hour, two hour, whatever to go places. So I, to me, it's nothing. Huh. That's interesting. So I always do laugh when you're like, oh, it's all the way across the county. And I had to drive that far. Like one of the jobs that I'm currently at, I drive an hour and a half just to get to. And that's one way. Yeah. Well, 
where Brian lives, where we say he's on the other side of the county, you know, this is like, it's a major city. So you got to drive through a major city to get to the other side. And it's just, it's not worth it. <laughs> I, I completely understand. But then my friends that are from Omaha, the major city of Nebraska, will be like, oh, I can't leave the town. It takes like 10 to 15 minutes. I'm like, just shut up. Like, I mean, I'm driving an hour to get here to hang out with you. So just, just don't complain. Right, right. That's cool. So uh, high school life, pretty ordinary otherwise? I mean, you, did you feel like you had or, um, I mean, did you feel like you were missing out or, I mean, what, what, what was your overall experience like for you? I enjoyed it, but I mean, uh, my my town is prevalent for like MIPs and stuff like that. Basically, there was nothing to do, so let's go out to a cornfield and drink. Let's go to somebody's green silo and drink mm-hmm. and drink and drink and drink. And I was just... I, I knew I wanted to go into education, so I was like, I can't get any of that stuff because I don't want that on my record because then schools were like, oh, he's just dumb and they don't want to give you the certificate or anything like that. So I led slightly more of a boring life. Well, that's interesting. You decided – I mean, at what point did you decide you wanted to get into education? Was it high school? I, it probably actually was right around junior high. So, I mean, like I, I've known because I, I have lots of aunts and stuff like that. Well, I, my mom's one of 12, so, I mean, wow. I have a huge family to begin with. But, like, one of my aunts teaches in the school that I went to and stuff like that. So, I, I've always seen them as teachers, and I always thought that that would be cool, like guiding the future generations and imparting knowledge. Sure. And I get into it and realize how much some of it sucks. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. So. <laughs> So did you? So then, I you have to go to you have to go to college then, right after um, to, to become an edu- you know to become a teacher or whatever. I'm not sure what the curriculum is. Is it just a four year to become a teacher? Uh, if you're lucky, um, depending what um, I picked to go to, what was the best like teacher college of our states called Wayne State College. Um, it, it, I mean, it, compared to like, it's not like UNL, UNO, like Ohio, like it's class sizes are probably like 30, 40 people like in each class, but like overall grade wide, you probably graduate like three, 400 people. So it's probably like the high school you went to. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's just, I liked it because it was one-on-one. I was actually going to play football there, but the day before I graduated high school, I actually got in a car accident oh. and my shoulders have been shot since that day. So I just was like, I'm not going to even attempt it. Well, yeah, you got to tell me what, what the car accident was like. I mean, what, what happened there? Now, I, I've actually been in four car accidents. I'm really unlucky. <laughs> but um, that was my first one. I, it was the day before I actually graduated high school, and my mom sent me in Omaha to get graduation supplies and stuff. And I was just driving and hydroplaned into another car. Like, I was so pissed because, like, I hit the brakes and I slid across, like, four lanes and then rear-ended somebody. Wow. And their car, not even a scratch on it, mine completely front end, completely buckled up. Wow. And it's just like that really, really – and then, of course, according to Omaha, that if you even rear-end somebody at all, besides having to pay for your car and their car, they're going to give you a following-too-close ticket, no matter what. And I'm just like, that's such bull. So, but you were injured, I guess. So you're saying that you got messed up. You couldn't, your your back or your arms or whatever you were saying. It, it, just my shoulders. Like, I just took that, like, thing, and I've just got s- scar tissue in there. And then, like, I was just going to, like, do the physical therapy and get back into shape. Because my range of motion is just terrible in them. And it's just what I wanted to play, I would have to use my arms and put them above my head. And it's just, would you smash, would you smash your arms into the dashboard or something when you hit? No, I just, I had, I was doing the 10 and two. And just when I hit, like they just, all that kinetic force just went through and it's just, Oh, okay. Sure. And then a year later, like not even a year later, man, it was just seven months later. I was just getting back into my prime. And then some dumbass kid in Wayne was racing through town and T-boned me. And, and Oh, really? Wow. 
Oh no! And the best part, he had just like he was driving his dad's vehicle, but he had just totaled his car like the week before doing the same thing. And I'm just like, that. Why does karma want to do this to me? I mean, wow. just seriously. Did you get hurt or anything in this? Same thing, just scar tissue in the shoulder and stuff like that. So, I mean, Jesus, like, I'm man. still walking around. I can make certain bones crick and crack, and it's just, eh. Wow. That's what you get with age. Well, wow, thank God. Yeah, I've never been in, like, a, a, a car-on-car accident. I, I hit a curb really hard once and broke the frame of a car, but that that's because there was ice all over a giant hill. Um, oh, see, my, my worst one, which comes, because that was two, three... Once again, I slid into a truck, and it's act like its tail thing for pulling trailers went through my radiator and pushed it into my engine. That was three, four. Four is my worst one. I was taking a curve, which is like a thirty mile an hour curve, and I was going like twenty five because there was black ice. Lost all traction. Took my SUV off a ten foot embankment and face planted. It like it went vertical in to like the cornfield and stuff like that. I actually have no memory of that incident. Like I remember. Waking up in the field, and I remember like my like losing traction, but that whole thing I don't remember because my my airbag didn't go off, so my <laughs> face hit the steering wheel, and I got a concussion and all sorts of stuff. So oh my that's God. the one I look at, and I'm going awesome. Also, my wife was great with her first kid too. Oh man, wow! She was probably not happy hearing that you got all messed up. Did she have to go to the hospital or something to find you, or what? No, she was in the car with me. <laughs> and so was my mother-in-law. And it was just because I got, oh I'm God. the only person that can drive around the big towns and stuff. So they sent me to get my mother-in-law from Omaha and drive her back up to Norfolk, which is like a two-hour drive. And I was just like, ah. and I, I, it was on it. It was. Wow. Yeah. Was everybody all right? Or, I mean. Yeah. I, I took the worst of it. I had the concussion and all those other stuff. But it's just, it was just that. Really? I mean, what else could be happening? I just found out because my wife was just maybe a month along. Oh, my God. And it was just that. All right. And so that was the fun going back to the car dealership because we had just bought that SUV. Wow. Because two months earlier is when I got the uh, trailer hitch through my radiator. So in a span of three months, I had totaled two cars. Wow, man. That's crazy. So – I I don't even know what to say other than I'm not getting into a car with you if we ever go drive anywhere. But um, no, and that's that's the the funniest things. All my friends are like, you are like the best driver ever. Karma <laughs> just must hate you because I'm the one that will drive the speed limit, and have my hands at ten and two, and it's just it's funny. <laughs> Bad reaction time or something, you know? I don't know. Too many video games when you're a kid, you're overcompensating. Um, yeah. So. But anyway, so college, you go in, okay. you you start um, you you start down a, a path of getting a, um, a degree in education, is what I'm hearing. Right. Yes. So you pick a field of study. Like I knew going to college, I was like, I want to be a teacher. And then after my first year, they're like, Hey, do you want to pick a major? I'm like, I thought I had. And then my my advisor was just terrible, so I switched after him. I picked actually three different majors. I picked because in the state of Nebraska, you either have to pick a field endorsement to get an education degree or two subject endorsements. A field endorsement is like, say, social sciences where you would do geography, history, all anything under the social sciences umbrella. I picked two subject endorsements, which was 7 through 12 instrumental music and 7 through 12 history. Okay. I also had a 7 through 12 biology for a while, but any more education is like a five and a half year program, which is just out. It's just crazy for me to think to pay for that. But I did two semesters where I took 22 hours to oh, get out man. of there sooner. Sure. So I did four and a half years with my student teaching. Wow. 
Well, that's cool. I mean, good for you for being able to do that. So, I mean, would you... Did that sort of mess up your college experience, though? I mean, were you just feeling, like, the burn from having to study so much? Or, you know, is that good for I, you? Or I, I really didn't have a problem. The only cl- classes that I actually got my rear end kicked was uh, my history classes because I came from a history, like, program. You probably can hear the train right now, can't you? Yeah, it's okay. We're used to okay. those here. Okay, yeah. I got one across the street, so that's awesome. If you go to Don Anderson's house, it's pretty much a train station. It's just awesome. his apartment. You just The thing will shake, and it's like uh, it's crazy town. Yeah, but um, I was talking about something. <laughs> oh, the history classes. I my my high school history. Like in high school, I never really had a study. I just show up and I knew what I was doing, and I would just absorb enough of it that I never had a study. So then I came to the history class, and they're like, "Here, I'm going to lecture." Like the dude would actually walk in, sit cross-legged on the desk, and then just talk for like the hour and a half of the class, and you would just scribble <laughs> notes the whole time. And then it was like. Anything that I've talked about the whole time could be on this test, plus these other five books that we've never even brought up in class. And I just, I just couldn't sift through all of it. I mean, I made it through and graduated, but it was just that I couldn't do. The, the instrumental music class is like, oh, I just walked in and it was like I was part of five different performing groups, and it was just I show up, I practice, and then I do a concert. I was doing a concert about every two weeks. Well, what, were um, you, what were you playing exactly? Um, I went to college as a baritone player, and then they didn't need baritone players, uh, so I switched over to play trombone, and then the next year they didn't need trombone players, so I switched back to baritone, and then after that I just kind of said, I'm tired of doing this, I'm, I'm stuttering and taking, stuttering, God, studying and taking lessons in trombone, so I just want to play trombone, so that's what I did. Wow. So, I know. That's kind of weird. Okay, so... Not like electric guitar or something. You didn't say, yeah, I'm going to join a rock band. You said, uh, I'm going to I, I'm going to make this trombone thing work for me, get into like classical orchestra or something. And yeah. I, I That was my original plan. Like I actually had dumped my long-term girlfriend. I was like, I'm going to go out to Colorado, study trombone performance, do this, that, and the other, and then come back later on. And then I realized that in Nebraska, there's only like four professional groups that you can get with. And like the trombone guy that from – one of the colleges is actually like taking up three of those spots. And I'm like, there's just, it, there's no way. So I actually just decided to finish off with education and get a teaching job. Well, so, so that's interesting. I mean, why, why do you, why do you think you isolate yourself to staying in Nebraska? I mean, what is the, you know, that you, you didn't think, oh, I'm going to go to Los Angeles or New York or anything like that. I mean, you seem like you sort of thought within where you were, you know what I mean? Like you don't have that sort of, you don't feel the need to leave. Uh, I could. I mean, I could go live in Colorado or something like that. I could live anywhere else, but I just, I, ninety nine percent of my family lives in Nebraska, and I just like having that support system. Sure. I mean, I grew up once again with my mom having twelve, so like it would be that everybody would get together and hang out, and it's just if I would move way far away, and like none of my friends moved anywhere, so they're all around here. So I just don't want to move away from everybody and then just be isolated. Okay, so I mean, you don't, you never just have that feeling. You never had that feeling to go, just go someplace and you know do it on your own, that kind of thing. You, you seem, which is cool. I mean, I, you know, I'm just curious. Like you, you never really felt like pa- packing up and just going on some, uh, you know, uh, wanderlust is what they call it. I think you know, like just kind of take off and do your own thing. That never really, uh, that never really hit you. No, I always had like a full time like job somewhere. Like I've up until. Like, even up until that, like, I've had a full-time job since I was, like, 
14 or 15 of some kind. Sure. Just be, even when I was in college, like I was working as a work study, which is basically just the secretary for the school and they pay you a little bit for it. But, and then like during the summers, I like, this is the first summer in 12 years that I've not been a full-time lifeguard. So it's just, oh, really? I, I, I never have that free time. I always am like, I need to be working. So that way I can pay for those things that I want to do. Right. Full-time lifeguard. So have you like pulled people out of the water that were like, they accidentally swallowed some water or something and you got to give them like CPR and everything or, um, I've had to do CPR on people, but like that was just because I'm certified and I like, I don't want you to die and I don't want this because in the state of Nebraska, like if somebody is like choking or like dying and you don't do anything about it and they find out that you are certified, they can sue you. So I'm always like the one that's like, okay, I'm here. I'm certified. But yeah, like, I figure. Yeah, uh, dude, was, I'm just tired. It's okay. I'm just, nope, I got to do CPR. Hold still. Yeah. <laughs> Get off no. me. Uh, no, none of that. Huh? So the, the only time that I had to do it uh, was uh, somebody overdosed on some pills and they stopped breathing. Uh. And that was a different situation. But no, at the pool, about every summer, like I have to pull out four or five people. Like usually it's a little kid that goes, I can swim and jumps in and then freaks out. And usually they can swim. They just freak out. Yeah, they panic or whatever. Right. I got you. Well, that's that's an interesting career. I mean, what got you into that? I mean, it's Nebraska. I don't know. There's a lot of pools going on there, that kind of thing. You said I'm going to do the lifeguard. I mean, it's just lack of job. I, I'm just curious how you fell into it. I, I a buddy of mine was actually taking that class, and I was like, I lived at the pool anyway, so I was like, I might as well because then I'm going to sit there and then I can swim during break when nobody else can be in the water and just jack around and I can work on my tan and there'll be hot girls in the bikini <laughs> and all that stuff. And That's then like, I just was the great idea. I'm a really good manager. And I just, it kind of sunk into me. This like, this is a legitimate job. I need to be mature, but it does have the perks of the girls in the bikini and working on the tan and such. <laughs> That's great. No, that's a that's a perfect reason to have that job. See, you you thought you thought ahead of yourself. Like that's excellent because you know some people they just they just get a job and they just they're just trying to make money and it's like hey, there's more if you if you think about it, there's some advantages to some jobs. Choose wisely. Well, see the the small town thing, but then like you know all these people, and then ninety nine of ninety nine percent of the people that come are like. 10 and 11 and you're just sitting there going like oh and then you're just baking in the sun going this just sucks and also you have to listen to like the pop music radio station so you just hear that same crap all day long oh yeah yeah i'm not envying envying all that so basically but a, but a pool lifeguard right or did you guys mm-hmm. have a, like a private lake or something no 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 i've never done lake just because i just and i I don't like that dirty water and the fish and stuff like that because, I mean, we have one that I used to go swimming at it. And there was one time my brother and I were having a mud fight. I reached down in the mud, pulled out a fish with it too. And that was just – it was weird to me. I mean (laughs) – No, I I don't like fresh water either, man. It's – you know, around here, God knows you'll end up turning into swamp thing if you get into some of this shit. Uh, Oh, see, ours was so disgusting from like people throwing Christmas trees and crap in the lake here, they actually had to drain it and took two years to clean it out and then just recently filled it with water again. Wow. Jeez, screw that. So, okay, so you're working uh, any other like miscellaneous side jobs uh, while you were um, in school? Uh, I, I started my first job at GameStop way back then, so that would have been 2005. Besides that, like I was a waiter, I was a cook at a restaurant, like just that local place that you had to do burgers and fries and occasionally. Like I was happy because the people that took over it, like they got rid of all the fried food, so you didn't have to do fried chicken or chicken fried steaks or anything like that. So it was just that easy things to cook. GameStop must have been cool though, man. 
I mean, you know, it, that's like it, uh, when you. I mean, when you were getting it, like you know, that when you're working there, maybe. But oh, like yeah. when you first like are trying to land that job, you're like, I would be the best ever at this because I love video games, like you know, that kind of thing. Well, and that, I, that's kind of how I sold myself when I went in there. I was like, I I I play everything. Like I own because when I started it was just the DS and I had the PS2 and the Xbox and I did World of Warcraft and uh, PC gaming growing up so I mean I had the experience and it was just like the one that I started at my head boss so the first key holder he had a he didn't know he didn't even have a degree he was had some classes in art like making paintings and stuff like that <laughs> the second key holder had his associates in photography so me even doing something like I was like the most educated person that worked there. It was hilarious. Yeah. And none of them even like play video games. Like that's the thing I think is still funny is that most of them are like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm like, then how do you talk to the customers? How do you inform them about games? They're like, oh, I, I, I listen to you guys. Like I actually had one of my bosses call me the other day when I was at home. He's like, can you tell me about this game? Because a customer just asked about it. And I'm like, yes, but that's <laughs> hilarious that you called me at home. Yeah, that is kind of fun. I mean, I always figured, though, when you're in the interview process, like, they, you're telling them about all the games you play and you're interested in, and they're probably just sitting there thinking, is this kid going to steal money out of the register? You know? Oh, it is so... I There's no way. Like, as anal retentive as they are about keeping track of everything, there's... Like, they even, like, if you go out for, like, breaks, if you've been in the back room, they actually pocket check you and they have you flip your, like, socks out and you can't wear cargo pants just in case you, like, try to smuggle games and stuff out. They're more worried about you walking out with games than sure. money. I, I mean, sure, because a game is like a $50 bill, you know, or a $60 bill is one game. Yeah. So I I totally get it. That's 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 interesting. So did you like the job? Did you hate well, it? I, I, I'm still technically working for him. Like, I took two years off when I was doing full-term, full-time teaching, and then I went back with them when I decided to get away from the not-so-great ex educational experience that I was in. And so I'm back being a manager again. Like, I don't mind it. I just don't like the whole corporate mentality of it. Like, I, I like knowing my customers and being able to take care of them and stuff like that, but I hate the, they're just a person push these games, do this. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, does it, does it have a bit of a pawn shop type thing going on? Though? I mean, people are coming in, they're trying to sell you something, and you got to, like, sort of, I mean, you get haggled like that, you know, do you got to be like, I, I can only give you $10 for that. That's a $60 game, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, does I, it... Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, people will bring in games, and it's just like, I, I brought you Madden 2002. I'm like, it's 2012. That game is over 10 years old. I'm giving you a quarter for it. It's all computer-controlled. Like, I can't be like, okay, I like you. I'll give you an extra, <laughs> okay. like, five, ten bucks. But it's just that, like, I just try to rationalize why I'm like, why that game. I was like, like, people come in, it's like, I just bought this game for, like, 60 bucks. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a crappy game. So that's why... We're only going to offer you twenty five because what if your game comes back crappy and we have to replace it? So that's going to come out of our pocket and stuff like that. And I just try to explain the whole why we do it, and usually they're either go, "Oh, that makes sense," or throw it at you. Like I actually had a dude walk out and throw it, like all of his games, out in the parking lot. And I was just like, "That's awesome!" Way to stay classy. <laughs> so, do you got to worry about theft? I mean, do kids try to put games in their? pants and walk out the door i mean i know everything's like usually behind the counter in those places but i mean oh, there's no, we, there's still some merchandise that's spread around i mean do you have to like do you, do you know what i'm saying do you bus kids 
I no, never, not even once. Like I usually get more pissed off at parents that just leave their kids there. Like I actually had a kid take a dump on the floor once. <laughs> uh-huh. No, like I was, I was the only one working in the morning and like it was a mom, dad and kid. Like the kid was like two or three and like all of a sudden the mom grabs the kid and they go out to the car, but the dad stayed in there for like another half an hour shopping. And since I was doing the morning routine stuff, like I wasn't out on the floor. Then after he left, I got everything processed, put away and I walked around and there was just a pile of shit on the floor. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I was like, I, I understand that it happened and it's a kid, but you could just do the whole, my kid did this, not just let it sit there. And I was just like that, that sh- we've had kid guys like that got diarrhea and crapped all over stuff. Like it's just what? more of that, that we get stories of just like, are you kidding me? Like what the hell is no, going I, uh, on at your GameStop? Wow. What is there? A chili dog place next door or something? People can't I, hold it. I, I've worked next to one was next to a Mexican restaurant. The other, I mean, like anytime that it goes, we're building a Walmart. Usually GameStop's like, we're going to build right next door. Yeah. No, I don't care what strip mall it's in. We're going to be right there next to them. Wow. But yeah, no, I've never had to worry about theft or anything like that because really? we, we have game cases stole all the time and you're like, you just stole an empty case. Way to go, kid. Way to go. Oh, okay. And, and if like associates are dumb and like leave the PC codes in there, like those will go out the door sometimes. But you know, we never really, I mean, we worry about it, but I mean, it's just, they know that you're paying attention, especially if, like me, I'm always floating around going, what are you doing? Can I help you? And they just get that, oh, he's paying attention. He's not just like playing something in the corner or something. Yeah. I always hate that. I go into those places occasionally and, you know, I always feel like I'm being watched. And it's like, you know, they're probably like, why has that guy been standing there for 20 minutes? And it's probably because I'm sitting there going, played that, played that, played that, played that, not interested in that. You know what I mean? It just, you can sit there a long time looking through a lot of those old games. Um, Oh, I do that same because I'll go into other stores because I'm like I said I'm the only person that actually at my store that really hardcore games. I'll go into other GameStops and like, can I help you? I'm like, no, and I just don't want to be like I work at one because then they'll get into that shop talk with you. It's like, oh, what do you get? And I'm just like, oh, I just <laughs> I'm just here to look at what you guys got just because I'm always looking for that random game. It's like, oh, you guys got that one that we've haven't had in years. Yeah, I mean, I never mentioned it to uh, anybody in those stores that I'm like, you know, do game reviews or anything like that because I just don't, I don't know. It, it It's not even the shop talk. I just don't want to sound like I'm that dude that's in there going, I've got all of this. You know, there's always that bragger person that's in there like, I got all these games and I got this system and blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm not bragging about anything. I just want to buy my shit and get out because it's, it's just I was weird. Laughing. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say I was laughing at the the spill one that you did the BS show when they were talking about consoles and I just because I watched all of your like whatever it was where you're going to like you, it's just you have like the craziest stuff and I'm just jealous like <laughs> it's just like I got this I... <laughs> that's funny yeah no I got to go through the rest of those like sounds man I got a lot more of that stuff to do but it's been one of those I misplaced my camera so it's just really been the actual problem. The tripod and everything still set up with that blue carpet in the corner, and I got the tub sitting there, and I don't know what happened to the camera that I was using. And I thought, well, I could, I could start recording it with my phone camera, but then I'm thinking maybe the battery will die, and so I don't know. I gotta get, I gotta eventually get back to it. Yeah, when I was doing, we're, I may start having to do that again. I mean, we're talking about it for a spill, but when I started to, when you start to talk to the. Um, the PR reps in abundance, they send you a lot of swag. And you just end mm-hmm. up with a lot of a lot of crazy swag. It takes a long time for them to start to send you stuff. But I used to get I mean, I used to get some stuff sometimes that I was like, I don't even know. Like one time I I got a in the mail from FedEx, I got fifty pounds of industrial cable. And <laughs> it was spooled together. And I and it had nothing on it, it you know. It, but it said it came from like uh, uh, like Bender Helper Impact, which I think was like 
um, one of the people that worked with Sony. And I was like, is this a is this some sort of teaser mailing? Because they would send you these teasers that are, right. that are just like, you know, something's great that's going to come. And then it would have like some logo on it that you might recognize, you know, from a game. And, you know, like Sly Cooper or some shit. And this was just a fucking spool of wire. And I was like, I don't know, is this Ratchet and Clank? You know, I have no idea what this is, you know. And I remember calling them up on the phone. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is Kevin from, you know, VGN, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, um, did you guys send, you know, I got this thing in the mail. Did you guys send me 50 pounds of industrial wire? I mean, this is really heavy. I can't imagine you guys sent this to me. And and they ultimately were like, no, it's got to be missed. It was like a miss, like, sent item or something. And I didn't know what to do with it after that either. Because I was like, I didn't want to throw it out. It was brand new. But it was like 50 pounds. I mean, it was just crazy. This stupid, like, really heavy gauge wire. I actually gave it to a guy that worked on cars. And he used it to, like, hold an engine up over his car. But that, yeah. Sometimes you get some weird you get some weird stuff. I don't know. It's I ended up, like, uh, you know, I knew these people at Square. And they would send me those stand-ups that you guys probably use inside the store. You know, the advertised stuff. putting those bastards together. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I didn't ever... But I didn't want to put them up because I thought they were collector's items. Somewhere I still have, like, a Final Fantasy VIII stand-up in mint condition, you know, sitting around. It, that's the sort of stuff I just have. I, I don't know. You know, you get cans of water. You get food. Send you popcorn and stuff. It's just weird. And then, you know, I sit there and I go, should I save the popcorn? Maybe it won't last like 20 years, you know? So I end up throwing it up. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, somebody, I'm the, the somebody's watching that I stuff. I love swag. Like, it's just that, like, we're just going to throw this out. Do you want it? I'm like, yes, yeah, I will take it just absolutely. because it's. Yeah, take it because, um, uh, you know, I've sold some stuff. Like, I went through a phase where I was moving and I had to get, you know, there's it just becomes too much. And I decide to sell the stuff on eBay because I give, you know, if you've ever listened, you know, VGN, I've given tons of stuff away for free, but there was just a point where I had to move a lot of stuff and I just didn't want to just mail it. So I sold. And there's funny things like I had this, um, I had like a foam egg. It's about the size of an egg and it said Spyro on it. And I sold that thing for like $80 because uh, two people got into a bidding war over the Spyro egg. On eBay, I was really shocked that it sold for that much. And I had these um, uh, E3 back in like I don't know, maybe 2005 or something. Had um, a Square had a special door that you could go into in their booth, and you could see different things. They had these different doors, and they gave you a key. This was during the Kingdom Hearts, so it was mm-hmm. a, it was a Kingdom Hearts key. And uh, I sold those, and those went for a lot of money on. Um, on eBay, so there's a few things. But most stuff just sells for a few bucks, you know. Some stupid. But it's better than it taking up space. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I kept a lot of it. I mean, I kept some of the cool stuff, but I mean, there's just stuff that you just can't keep forever. I mean, they send you crazy crap. Anyway, I keep talking about it. So back to you. So, um, so college now. When you yes. when you when you graduate college, I mean, don't like. How does that work for teachers? You have to do like some sort of residency or something. I mean, I'm th- talking in doctor's yeah. terms. I'm not sure what it is for teachers. Yeah, I, I actually got show notes prepped for myself, so that way I, I'm not just rambling. Like I actually like look at the things. So like every year they try to get you into like out of the school, like into a classroom, just so that way they're like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" 
So like your first year, they have you do like, and it's like set up so like what you have so many hours of field experience. That's what it's called before you actually start uh, teaching. Sure. Um, like your first year, you just go and basically your goal is to see the whole school, just wander around, see everything, so that way you can see all the different levels in case the thing. Um, my first one, I was at um, a kindergarten, which I was like, um, I'm high school ed. Is this like the right place for me? And they're like, Oh no, it's awesome. Just go with it. And then like the last day, of the, class, the teacher was like. No, you shouldn't have been in kindergarten. I'm like, I told you this like three months ago. And she's like, I don't remember that. But that teacher also tried throwing me out of the ed department three times. So she's kind of a hooker. <laughs> but the second year, what they try to do is that you go out and you actually are like in a specific classroom. Like I ended up at a Catholic school and I was – he did uh, four four or five through 12 instrumental music. And like he, he – oh, he's like my – like I, he's my go-to guy because when he got there – he had a nine-person high school band over three periods. Wow. So, like, it was just, like, he got in there, and it was just all trashed and terrible. And, like, he built it up, like, his last year. Like, the band was up to, like, 60 guys. And I was just like, wow. But yeah. Good for you, dude. But so, like, that was the thing. And, like, they actually have you teach lessons and stuff like that. And then, like, your junior year, they mainly just want you to do, like, for undergrad, they have this test. It's called the PPST. It's very similar to like the ACT and all that kind of stuff. It's basically just so that you're not dumb. Like there's like a writing part, a math part, and another part of it. And it's funny. Like I'll have so many people be like, oh, I failed the math part like seven times. It's like my eighth. I'm like I went in there like I didn't even study. I just walked in one day, did it, walked out, and I got all above average scores. And I was just wow. like it, it's basic algebra. And I'm just like how do people not do basic algebra? <laughs> like know. and yeah. So I, then, I, I failed pre-algebra like four times, so I have no, I have no answer for you. Though these days, that's all I do because it's computer right. programming. Well, and that's the thing; these are all people that are like are going into like these fields. So I mean, like they have to like actually like because for like my program, like it's always weird. Like the classes, like you look at your class schedule and they're like, you have to take this and you have to take this, and it's like, oh yeah, and you have to take like this theater performance class, and I'm like, do I really have to? And like. It, they will never like I because I could never get like the whole opt out action because like I had to take the uh, introduction to like I had to take intro to music sure. even though I was in music theory and all these upper like intro to music is like this is a piano these are notes and I'm just sitting there going this is just a waste of my time but I'm having to pay for it <laughs> and then so like they do all that and like honestly like the I only had out of all my years of education classes so I did the four years of actual classroom classroom uh like i only had one class where they actually gave me like a legitimate assignment that i actually was like wow this is actually like real world applicable like i in our low brass our, our brass methods class our teacher assigned us he was like you have this much money find how much like instruments and stuff that you can get for your classroom and it was actually like that research and stuff like that and actually like oh, I want to go with this quality over this quality and I'm going to go with this dealer. And it was actually something that I still like pulled upon after my first couple of years of teaching. I was like, that actually made sense. Otherwise, it's like, we're going to talk about Piaget and Piaget did this. I'm, then I'm just thinking in the classroom, I'm like, I, I just want to teach. Like, I just want to go information here, take it. And oh, all that stuff just made no sense and I never used it. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't, that, it doesn't sound very good. I mean... I I don't know. I never went to like college like that, so I can't, you know. But it does. It I, I've always felt that some of the classes just sounded like they would be horrendously boring. Uh, Jedi went to some cool classes. Like uh, I think he went to one where he just watched Steven Spielberg's movies the entire time. I, and <laughs> I had to take. It was my last semester. Like I had to take like 
it was funny because it was like some weird like side whatever for my history endorsement. Sure. They're like, oh yeah, that cl- like since I had been at college, nobody had taught that class. So you always and like nobody had told us this. It's one of those things. They're like, oh yeah, because <laughs> like so many people in the department just are such big stoners. Like it, it's hilarious. Like <laughs> being in those departments, you look at them, you're like. Like how how do you operate? Because like they just like would show up late for class and like they would like ask that question like they had just asked and you're looking at them and you're like are are you serious, dude? Once again, I'm paying for this and I'm supposed to be learning things. Yeah, but so so ultimately, so then you you start. To, I mean, you don't just start. Te- I mean, you maybe you pass that test or something. I mean, do you just you just start teaching after that, or do you have to like no. shadow somebody or something? Yeah, that's what happens next. Is that you do your student teaching? So after you've qualified for all those classes and stuff like that and it says that basically there's one last thing you have to do is called student teaching that you basically apply for like three different schools you like i want to do this one this one this one and then you have to teach for that whole semester in your discipline i was actually going to have supposed to student teach for a whole year and do full-time history and full-time music okay but i got it rigged so i only had to do half a day history and half a day music because i mean I, i ended up at a uh class well the state of nebraska has different classes and stuff like that there's a b c and d the school that i grew up in and currently taught in was like a c to d school so that's like maybe in the high school like a hundred some odd people and then i went to like an a school so it was like a thousand people so it's just that big swing so i've got the joys of different sizes and my first day and i remember this vividly like my history person like she was I mean, absolutely, like, smart, knew her stuff, but she was just so behind the times. Like, in 2000, yeah, it would have been 2007, I was in her classroom. She was still using the original Claris works on her Mac. Like, she didn't know what PowerPoint was or any of – and I was just like, so I, that was what I did all year for her. was like, I was just updating her stuff going, oh, no, no, do this. It's way better for you, way easier for you. So she let me. Like, I slowly – you're like, you're supposed to, like, phase in for a few weeks take over and then start phasing out after you've done it for a while. But my band guy, he just first day went, this is your group, go lead them. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> well, uh, oh, uh, okay. Made a girl cry that very first day. <laughs> it, 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 no, because it was a uh, jazz band and I was just having everybody go around and solo just so that way I could be like, Hey, we're just going to figure everybody out. Just so that way I wasn't playing popular kids because I didn't know who they were. I just want everybody. And I was just like, Hey, you play. And it was her first day on an instrument, and she just broke down full on tears. Wow. Wow, that made you feel bad, huh? Jeez. It it did. I still, I mean, to this day, like, I mean, I remember that, and it's one of those things that you pull upon later on going, (laughs) like, oh, yeah, that that was... That was uncomfortable. (laughs) But no, like, and and then through, like, the rest of the year, like, we just had that connection. It was just like, she was new, I was new, and it's just, I mean, it was really cool. Like, at the end of the year, she was one of my best students, and I actually got her playing pretty well. Wow, that's cool. I mean, so, you know, this is interesting, though. You you chose history and um, music. Correct. They seem very different. I mean, I... Oh, they are. I mean, one one is... One is very dry, and then the other one almost seems like it's a little bit, you know, um, uh, I would say even a little bit m- loose the, or so. The, the moody, the emotional. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I completely would get that because, like, it took, like, two years for my classmates because I would be in all the history classes, and then I would be in all the music classes, and nobody realized that I crossed over into those other classes. They're like, you're just a music major, right? I'm like, no. I do history, too. And they're like, Really? Wow. And all the history people would like really, and then I'd be like, because they would see me, because 
at Wayne, one of the things like I had to be part of, like the, the high-level ensembles called the Wind Ensemble, you had to do pep band. So I went to every football game and played pep band and marched and all that kind of stuff. Wow. But like they would see me there like, Are, you're in band? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I've been in it for the whole time. Yes, I've been here. I wear the wool uniform. I know I'm a dork. So that so so that must make it. I mean, that you could tell me. I mean, once you you know finished uh, you know going through this and you became a teacher, um, did it make it easier then to land a job because you basically you're you have dual uh, it's like having dual citizenship or something. I mean, you can teach two different things, right? That that is what I was thinking. I was like, this will just make me even more like I can go in your school, like oh, I'll do your band, and I'll teach like a history class because I love doing that break up the day because I loved my student teaching because it was I did the morning as history and then I did the afternoon as band, so it wasn't like I'm just sitting there talking about the American Revolution period after period after period because oh my god, like some of those things, like it's just so dull and the kids just check out and there's oh, you just want to slap them sometimes. Wow. But yeah, so I, it was, it's, I, that's actually the next thing I was talking about on my list is like, I went in and I was talking about how I was revamping all these programs when I was applying for jobs, but it actually has really hindered me because I've actually, since I graduated with my undergrad, I've actually gotten my master's as well. So I know. Eh. Now you sound like you're overqualified for for a job. Exactly. Nobody <laughs> want like if I apply, I've, I've applied for the same job four different times just because I was just like I'm just going to keep doing it. But every time they're like, oh, we're not looking for a teacher, we're looking for a coach. I'm like, that's bullshit. I'm I'm here to teach the kids. You should be looking for the best teacher. And if they will, and I've told them like I will coach. I don't have the experience. I don't know basketball. It's the one sport I just really I, whatever. Yeah, right. But the, the, and they they and for like any history social studies job, they're like, oh, what do you coach? That's always the first question. Wow. And then for like a, for the music jobs, they don't want to pay because oh, arts is just not that. I mean, you can just tell that they're just looking for the. The cheapo person that they can get. It's just <laughs> so if you teach history, you got to be a coach. Is that what you're telling me? Really? Is- uh, well, uh, like ninety nine per- in the small town mentality, all of the history teachers have to. You either have to coach, you have to sponsor some organization. <laughs> like, can't just teach. Wow, that's like, crazy. Like my buddy, that he actually. Um, he was at that Catholic school, and then when I student taught, he actually took over at the that that double A that A high school. And like since then, like they have hired, I mean, they fired the junior high choir person. So he was just supposed to do nine through twelve band. That's all he was hired to do. Then they fired the junior high choir teacher. So then he was having to do junior high choir and high school band, which is in two different buildings in the town. So they're like ten miles apart. Plus, he then ended up starting to do junior high basketball. Like, it's just crazy, the stuff that they expect you to do. Wow. I mean, it's, and why, well, I mean, you know, Karate Dog, you know, he, he, you know, he, he was a teacher, you know, he did that whole, like, I'm going to go to Europe and Kosovo and teach there, and then came back and had basically an impossible time trying to find a job. His wife got a job teaching, I think she teaches math, but uh, he taught art. And um, I, I think it was uh, it was impossible. I, he stopped teaching because of it. It was just because of the requirements and things that he needed to do um, were too stringent. I mean, did you yeah. find you? So I don't think it's just Nebraska, but I mean, what yeah. do you what do you think the issue really is? It's just what, budgeting, or um, yeah, they're they're looking for first year teachers that they don't have to pay much money. If you get your master's, it instantly moves you over, and you get a huge pay increase. Which that was my plan. Is I was just like I I told them I was like I, I can live here for thirty years, 
build a dynasty, be here. But then after my second year, I basically just went, I can't stand it. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm resigning my position. But my wife has taught for five years. She does English. Oh, okay. So, so she is. She did one year at a Catholic school, and she's been at the same school for four years now. And since she's been, at, she went there to teach English, and then she became the speech coach, and then she became the drama coach, and now she's the academic decathlon coach too. So she's all those things, <laughs> as well as having to do her regular in the classroom English. I mean, don't you guys have a union or something? I mean, isn't that the whole thing with teachers? You know, the well, union and that. On yeah, you do, but that's the thing. Like that's that little fine print that says duties can be assigned. So either you volunteer your stuff for self for stuff, or it's like you're now the like you're the head dance team teacher. Like they will just go. This this is open. You're taking it. Wow. But that at when my wife was at uh, the Catholic school, their union thing. Like basically, they, at any time they can go. We don't like you anymore, and there was they don't have to give you any reason, and they basically you're just gone. So it's basically you just have to stay popular with the kids, and that's why. She got out of it. Plus, you get paid like three to four percent less than regular schools. But that's what happened with wow. me because in the state of Nebraska, you do not get tenured until three years of teaching. After my second year, they basically said either you can fight to hold your position or we're just going to let you go. And there's nothing I can do about it. Basically, I could go to court. Wow. And, like, but I was just like, if you're going to pull this on me, there's no support here. I'm just out. And also, I wanted like. Like, I wanted the kids to be able to read music. How dare I in a bad cl- band class? But their expectation was me to go through every single note, every single fingering, and go, this is how you play this. This is how you play this. That, that's, that's not teaching to me. That's me holding their hand. Wow. Wow. So so this was, a, what, the school you, you were just at? I mean, how long? Yeah. And you were there for two years or something? Correct. And so you decided that you were going to just go... Uh, I don't, apply at a different school? Yes. I, I actually um, – that was the year I finished my master's. That was two years ago. I finished my master's. Um, I would stay at home with my daughter. Also, I was subbing. So I got to do that wonderful job. And then I did a long-term sub during that period of time. And this past year, I was a para, which a para is basically a teacher that they can underpay even more. It's basically like we're going to pay you $8 an hour and you're going to be our bitch for everything. <laughs> like I got hired – like most paras basically – like they'll make the copies and stuff like that. But I was hired on as a special education para because there was this kindergartner who had behavioral issues. Like he would like – threaten kids and like attack them and stuff like that. And I basically had to be there as a shadow all day going, nope, don't do that. Oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And like to the end of the year, like he started attacking me. Like I got like, he like was punching me and like he tried to rip my ear off and like was threatening my life and stuff like that. But of course he didn't get expelled or anything like that. He just still got to come back and be himself. Wow. Really? Yeah. And I was doing all that for eight bucks an hour. So, I mean, I mean, what, what, what is the discipline situation like? I mean, do you enjoy working with the kids? Or, I mean, do you have, like, problems working with the kids? I mean, how do you feel about all that? I, I, I really, I do enjoy working with the kids and stuff like that. And, like, 99% of the kids, you can be like, hey, that behavior is not acceptable. We don't do that because of this. That, that I, we don't, we're not going to say that because of this. And, like, because I've, I've worked with kindergarten up to work through seniors. So, like, I've worked with all the ages. So, I've seen the different things. My problem with seniors and, like, high schoolers is they just will, like, oh, I don't have to do this. I, I'm just going to check out. You can't make me. And I'm just like, then you're just not going to get the grade. Like, and that's what most people are 
doing anymore. And that's my wife and my biggest complaint is like kids don't show up to learn. They show up for a grade. And it's like, how, how do I get a better grade? What, what do I do for this grade? I'm like, you should just be here to learn. I mean, like, I don't care about grades, really. I just want you to learn the information. I just don't want you to sit there and keep the seat warm. Yeah. Although society is completely built around the grades, unfortunately. I mean, it you is. Know, you get, it's how they get where they're going. So, I mean, but <clears throat> so now have you started at this new school? Is that what you're saying? Or, or? I, I, I was there. I, I'm going back because uh, this past so I have I had this past year, my wife and I decided to expand our family, and we're like, hey, we're gonna have another kid, and we ended up having twins. Oh, nice! I've got three kids under the age of three, so either I find a job that I make fourteen hundred dollars a month, or I stay at home with them, and that that's basically the cost of daycare. Wow! Wow! So I'm basically going to on occasionally sub, occasionally work at GameStop. I'm actually up to seven part time jobs right now. What? What? Yeah, and I'm in three different performing groups too. So like, it's like crazy. Like, I can, I, I, wow, I dude, not having a schedule. You're the first guy I've talked to that's working more than I am. That's incredible. Holy crap! So, uh, do you ever get to actually see your family? Is that? Oh no, that's <laughs> like there will be like two or three days that I just don't have anything. But then it's those two or three days where it's like we want you to do this, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this, and it's just like it all goes back to back. Like yesterday, I didn't get to see any of my daughter. Like I left. To go to work in Omaha, uh, I left and I didn't. Even, I got back home at like seven or eight, so I was gone for like 12, 13 hours. And it's just that that's them being awake and then their naps and then going back to bed. And it's just like awesome. Yeah, a little brutal there. That's no fun for you. So. Yeah, but you got to pay the bills. So right. So I mean, when does that turn around for you at this point? I mean, you, do you have to work at this other school for two years and they let you go, or I mean, do you, you know, I mean, no. I'm, basically, all the other positions, like subbing the para position, those were all just one year things. Like those were ones that I just chose to take for a while because the the subbing I think is great because then you just get to see different classrooms, you get to see different school districts, and see do I want to be part of the school someday or do I want to move here so that way it's a good place for my kid. Sure, and then. Well, where I, I did the long-term sub and the para one is the one that my wife worked at. So it was just nice so we could commute together rather than me driving all over the place. Right, right. So, like, I'm, I'm currently waiting for, at her school, either the history person or the band person to retire just so that way it, I can just be at the same school, which is funny because she's actually teaching at the school that I grew up in. Oh, so wow. it's that funny, like, because I saw all these people as, like, the, the teachers, and now that I get to see them as, like, the drunken teachers, because it's just, it's that night and day, and that's the thing that I hate about the teaching, like, lifestyles, that you have no private life. Like, everything you do is, like, oh, we saw such and such out buying booze at the town or something like that. Like, one of the ladies that I got my master's with, like, she, like... A couple of her friends made her like a MySpace page. I know that's dating it like way back when. And like they were taking pictures of her out of the bar and stuff like that. And like one of the local news people got a hold of it and like all these pictures of her like dancing on the bar and stuff like that. And then they, <laughs> like they called her like the MySpace mistress. Oh. And she almost got fired for it. And she was like, I, I don't have a MySpace page. It was all of her friends doing it. It's just that you can't do anything anywhere without it getting reported and like, oh, this teacher was doing this. Wow. Teachers are people too. Yeah, sure, of course. I mean, when you're an adult, you start to learn that. But kids, I remember seeing teachers out in the wild when I was a kid, and I was like, "Oh, look, there's Mrs. Such and Such." You know, <gasps> you know, she actually she actually goes to the mall. Oh my god! Um, well, where'd you meet your wife at? At school? Yeah, this one time at band camp. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's sad. It, it's true. Like I, I, 
out of all my friends, I'm the one that like I met my wife at college and like we have the most non-traditional like I proposed to my wife at a gas station over a, a, like a thing of nachos. And all my friends are like, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, really, I did because that's where we had our first date. And it's just that I'm like and I love my wife because I'd be like, I'm gonna go play D and D. I'm gonna go hang out with my buddies for like hours. And she's like, okay. She's now like my one friend. Like um, when Superman Returns came out, this is just the defining moment. Like three guys went and saw it. Like uh, one guy had three missed calls from his girlfriend. Another guy had four missed calls. The other friend had 47 missed calls from his fiance in that whatever how long that movie was and it's just she's super controlling and mine's just that whatever but i love it oh well that's really great that sounds good it sounds like a happy marriage and everything and uh, the kids are happy and everything they don't get to see their dad very often um so what's the uh what's the um what's the end game then just uh you know eventually full-time teaching when one of these people retire and then you know you're just going to retire as a teacher you're going to teach both things history and music i mean I- I've actually applied a couple times as like the network and technology person because I I don't have any technology background, but it's just scary. Some of these schools that I'll apply at because they'll be like, do you know how to use an iPad? And I'm like, yeah, you just do like this. And like when I was first teaching, like they were doing classes on how to like make word documents and how to like make a PowerPoint and stuff like that. And since I was just that dumb kid that has always been playing games, like even doing alt tab to switch between windows was like the, the revolutionary breakthrough when I was like helping people. So like setting up because most places around here just run like an XP network and stuff like that. And all you have to do is like, I'm like, okay, this computer's connected and stuff like that. And it's firewalls. And I can do that because I mean, I do it at my house and it's just scary that that's the kind of training that you have to have. Like I don't have to do any program or anything. Cause that's the one thing I can absolutely not do. I just have no programming background. Uh, you got to be a robot like me in order to do it. Um, so the, I guess that's it really as far as that. Do you have anything else in your show notes or anything you want to talk about? Or we could talk about uh, gaming. Yeah, I, I just had little like bits and pieces of just like, it's just like, that's the thing like that I wish that we could change about the education system. It's just like standardized testings are just horrible because yeah. it's that. Some kids can take tests, some kids can't. And like the background that the, some of these kids are expected to like, no, like I had a couple kids when I was at Norfolk, which has a large Hispanic community, that they just took three months out of the year and went back to Mexico to visit family. And then they're still expected to take the same test. And uh, one person that got my master's with, like, she had kindergartners that could not speak English, they, but they would not get them a para for like translation and stuff like that. But they were still given the tests in English and stuff like that. And then it's like, and what they're trying to do is make it so legislation is like, oh, if your kids don't show a year's growth after a year, then you can be fired. Well, it's kind of hard to show a year's growth if the kids just check out, like especially with like seniors because my wife has to teach like Shakespeare and stuff like that. And it's just – it's required but you can't really – like not everybody wants to learn it. Yeah, I think – you know, this argument about uh, making it so teachers, uh, you know, can't get can, – can basically get fired, the – um, the res- you know they have to show results has been a trend and uh, you know because of the bad teachers and things but I I think more or less it, it probably has more to do with money I mean you know the teachers that have been there for a while probably get paid oh. a lot more than the, the the new teacher and as far as the school's concerned they probably like to get the cheaper teachers in because because yeah. of the budgets and everything that they have to deal with I think that it's mostly a scam I mean it worked fine for ages you know i went to public school i you know i had regular teachers maybe i had a a bad teacher here and there but i was in school for like 12 years you know it's kind of like you're gonna get it covered one way or the other no i hear what you're saying i i I do think that uh, there's too much 
against teachers in a way, and a lot of it probably should fall more on the parents. And I, you know, the what do you do in those situations, though? I mean, do you reach out to parents? I mean, how does that? I've always been curious about that. Like, how does that relationship work? I, I I've had very good like it. I've had very good parents. Like I, with my special education kid, like he was needed to be on all sorts of like medications and stuff like that. But she refused to give it to him because it hurt her feelings. Like she, it, it, it would make him sad. I'm like, he's a kindergartner. He's doing that to manipulate you. And it, it like, cause I were, I was with him every day, all day. And like, and like you just, you're losing the battle because she refuses. Like, so over Christmas break, he had two months though. He had a, basically a month without his medication. So like, it's just like, and then there's other parents that are like, oh yeah, we'll try to do whatever we can. And this, that, and the other. And when my wife was at the Catholic school, like if you got a C or below, like it, even C's were not acceptable at that school. Like she had to call home and make sure the parents knew that they had a C and they had to fix it. Not the, okay, C is average. Like you should be okay with a C. And the worst experience I had was uh, one of the school board members' son was in my class, and he just thought he could do whatever he wanted. And basically, since his dad was on the school board, he could. Like, the dad actually (laughs) called me and had a two-hour conversation with me of how I should be teaching my class. Wow. Even though he has, like, no background in what I'm doing. And it's just like, uh, no, your your son's an ass. You you should just, like, it just – Trust me that I'm not just trying to mess with him. He really has no reason to be in there. I actually had complaints during parent-teacher conferences that because I'm from the town over, it was basically like in town and let's call it T. I was in T. This is how we did it when I was growing up. People were complaining that I brought up that other town. That's how narrow-minded the current town I'm in is. Wow. I know, and I'm just like, are you serious? Like, I'm just trying to get a better program. I really don't care. You could be from Mars for all frick's sake. I just want the kids to learn how to play music. I'm not expecting them to go on to symphonies, but just go, oh, I understand this and eventually go on. But it's right. just, oh. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. It, sound, it's, it certainly sounds like a challenge, you know, but um, it sounds like at the same time that you're obviously a really smart guy and you got a pretty good handle on it. So, you know, sounds like you're going to be pretty successful once the, <laughs> the, the, the business around, like, sort of, you know, allows you to get, Gain entry, you know yeah. what I mean. Which is, uh, you got to you got to basically wait late at night and drive over somebody. It sounds like to get their position. Uh, well, they, I, I to your point about Pete, like there more teachers need to be fired because there are a lot of bad teachers out are there, there. Really, but once they pass their three years, there you have to do like a major. Like there was a complaint about the teacher. Like she used to, like she's still working. Like she would take a kid, and if you were misbehaving in her class, like you would sit under her desk, and she would still be sitting there, and you're just like, are you? kidding me wow that's like that's like sexual assault almost and it's just like and like she would sometimes say like at least i'm not wearing a skirt today and you're just like that are you kidding are what wow Uh, i know i you know maybe teachers check out sometimes too you know maybe they just got into the position and just zoned out after a while i don't know i mean maybe they just run out of steam so anyway gaming video games what are you playing what's going on Oh, currently I'm playing Tales of Grace for the PS3. Oh, that's I, my my big one. I'm not and actually even I'm, familiar with that one. Um, have you ever played any of the Tales series? Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Symphonia, Tales uh, of the Abyss. Yeah, I don't think I've actually played them, but now that now that I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean standard. I mean 
I like them over like the Final Fantasy because unlike Final Fantasy, like you see the monster, you can either go, I'm walking up to that monster or I'm just going to run away from him. Like you make that choice. And in combat, like you have the four person party, but you're actually like, you're just controlling you. You can run around, you can run away from it. You can do attacks and stuff like that. Mm. And it's, real time in the combat and also it, it's just really good i just like it and the stories are fun and it just has those like moments because like in the old game like you could cook at the end of battle and it's like i'm gonna cook a sandwich you failed at making a sandwich you're like really <laughs> nice bread bread meat what <laughs> and it's just those like those one liner like those things that you get and you're just like you just analyze it too much for games and you're just like that's hilarious yeah yeah that sounds fun yeah that was always one of my biggest complaints about the um Final Fantasy series and some of those games is the random encounters. I'm not a big fan of uh, random yeah, monster battles. There's still like the boss encounters that, of course, you cannot get away from. But it's nice sure. that when you're in the world map, it's like I just don't really want to fight one more of these bugs. I've just I've just been destroying them all day. I don't know. Walk away. Yeah, I mean, especially in situations where like you're in a maze or something, because then it's just like you're just trying to figure out how to get through the maze, and you fight for a while, but then. You know, you keep backtracking and things, and it gets to be really punishing, you know, unless you start using cheats or whatever. Well, that's cool. So PlayStation 3, that's your console of choice? <laughs> I, I have everything. Like, I, I, the only thing I don't have yet is a Vita. But, no, I've got the I've got the Wii, I've got the PS3, I've got the 3. I actually have three 360s wow. because one red ring, and then I bought a new one for my wife because working at GameStop, I wanted to know about the system. So I was like, I'm going to buy one of these new cool ones and, like, the built-in Wi-Fi and all that stuff, like, Though that the whole four gig system is just such a joke, though. Oh, really? Because that four gig is considered RAM. Because I wanted to play online with my wife and play Halo, but they're like, "You need to have a hard drive." So I got one of those little thumbstick memory things. They're sure. like, "You need to have a hard drive," and I'm like, well, "No, no, I have like eight gigs free of information. Can I just install it?" That's just considered RAM. That's not actually a hard drive. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, that's so stupid. you had to drop the cache to expand it. Yeah, I mean, that's dumb. They've given you the option to add those memory cards. They should just stop being jerks and let you use those, you know? I mean, why sell the $200 console if you ultimately still have to get the hard drive if you want to play certain games? It's just Well, dumb. and you can't even use the old con- the hard drives. They're like, you got to buy the new fancy ones. Well, it's just like the PSP with their memory cards. Right, yeah, or the Vita, right, yeah, proprietary. It's bullshit. Uh, it is. You know, uh, gaming companies are just shooting themselves in the foot with well, stuff like this. I had somebody try to convince me that the Wii U is going to be the greatest thing ever. And I'm just like, I'd like that, that tablet controller, you, you can have one. And is that going to run on batteries or is that going to have an internal rechargeable? I don't know. No, nobody knows. I mean, now they showed off the pro controller. So now you have to have like, you have to have the original Wii controllers and then you have to have the Jojo controllers. I like to call it. And then you have to have the pro controller too. They would literally have to have a toy box of stuff in front of that system. It might yeah. be the most powerful system for a hot second before the Xbox comes out, right. the, the next one. But um, I'm, I, I think Nintendo's making a mistake with this system because they, they spent so much money. And they did a really great job of, of attracting the casual game market. And now they're, they're totally abandoning it with this thing because nobody's going to... Like my mom is not going to buy a Wii U and use that big ass controller. You know, she'll play Wii Sports occasionally with friends or something, and she's sixty eight years old, but mm-hmm. she's not going to play freaking big controller on her lap games. You know, that's just nonsense. See, that's the thing that always killed me about the Wii is like, there is no like hot title that absolutely is like I got to have a Wii for this. Like, I mean, the Monster Hunter game was okay, but it was just like. I, Gears of War or Uncharted, like there's none of those like hot ones that I mean, like at, 
everybody owns a Wii, but nobody plays it. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of traditional RPGs, and, and if you like Mario games, there's Mario games. I mean, you know, that's the thing. If you if you are a Nintendo guy and you want to play the Mario and the Kirby and things like that, that's obviously the console you're going to go to, you know? And I think parents feel safe getting their kids a system like that because, you know, Nintendo is more family-friendly than a lot of the other systems, but... Um, no, I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't think it appeals to most adults, and, I you know, the, 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 there are some games. I mean, I've got some cool Wii games, but I'm with you that I, I, I thought the whole thing was rather underwhelming. I mean, it was it's always been, like, in a different room than my other two consoles. Like, the Xbox and the PlayStation 3 occupy the living room. Uh, the Wii is in a, in a side room on an old TV, because it doesn't <laughs> even work on a high-definition TV. You know, it wasn't high-definition, it, so... It's it's the rubber room, the special room. Yeah, those right. And, oh, it's for all this little... But no, like, uh, I, I had a train of thought, and then I lost it again. But no, it's just, like, it's just absolutely crazy that people will try to, like, explain, like... Oh, to like the parents of things like no, like I have like still working at GameStop. Also, six and seven year olds. Oh, they can have Black Ops or oh, they can have Grand Theft Auto. I think parents just don't like read the boxes anymore, and they just go, oh sure, play it. Oh, they played it at their cousin's house. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. Oh, and then they come back and they try to return it. Like this game has violence. I'm like, that's what that M is for, and that's why I go. This game is rated mature. Is it okay that they have it because of all of these things? Oh, it's fine. So yeah, I think that. The, the the game rating system might need a little bit of a revamp, just slightly. I think it works pretty good, and you're right that parents don't watch it. But, I, you know, it, it's like I know some parents that are more, like, against violence, and then some are more against, like, the language and the sex mm-hmm. sexy talk that goes on I, in the games. And it, it'd be better if you could um, determine that a little bit easier with the ratings. I think it sometimes right. says it, but it's it would be, you know, one a right. V for violence and a... You know, right. N for nudity or something, and it might be a little bit more um, accessible to parents that way. Because most parents don't give a crap about violence. I mean, you know, they're like See, they're going to play a violent game; they don't care. That, that's the that just bugs me. I mean, about our culture and our society is that that it's okay for like somebody's head to get exploded on the wall, but if like a boob would pop out, then it's like, oh my god, there's a boob. <laughs> oh my god, oh that's fine. That, the, the bloody burned corpse over. That's okay. That's okay. And it's just like I just because I did that. Like somebody was like trying to buy mod, um, Dragon Age two, and they're like, what is this nudity thing? And I'm like, I honestly maybe some side boob, maybe a butt crack, and they're like, oh I don't know if they can have it. I'm like. And that's the only thing that they asked about. They didn't ask about the violence or the other. Right. It's just it's that nudity thing. And I just, oh. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. It's 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 a weird. We live in a weird society, man. They got some strange rules. Uh, you know, it's. But you know, look what happened with that crazy hot coffee mod. You know, for the uh, San Andreas when that came out and it made such a huge deal out of something that. Basically, if you had bought the game and you had never heard about it, you couldn't even have seen it. You know, you exactly. had you had to have gotten some sort of a mod, and then you good luck trying to explain mods to people. You know, like it's just you know. I actually had one of those original San Andreas that's just come in the store, and my one of my idiot employees took it, and I was like, "We can't take this." And he's like, "Well, why not?" Because of the hot coffee mod. And he's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm old." <laughs> oh my god because I've been with GameStop since I remember selling N64 games and PS1 games so they're like these people come in here and ask about like these things and I like will reference all the way back to that stuff and they're like what what what's what's an N64 and I'm just like oh I hate you oh yeah 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 what are you gonna do you know I, I feel blessed that I was born in the generation when gaming started I think the first console came out in the year I was born 
you know, this is the Odyssey in 1972. So it's been a great ride, and I'm looking forward to keep on keeping on. You know what I mean? I mean, until, uh, I don't know, maybe gaming will collapse, and then I might have to, like, I don't know, start playing. <laughs> You'll get into those iPad games that you desperately don't want to play. Yeah, or I'll uh, have to go back to board games or something horrible, shoots and ladders. I don't. You, the D and D books are still thriving. Yeah, yeah. I could get together with my brother and Larry and play D and D again. It'll be real fun. Um, all right. Well, listen. It's been over an hour and ten minutes, so let's wrap it up. Uh, you got any last bits or anything like that? No. I just once again, I really appreciate you giving me this chance to get on here because I mean, I, I, with the wonderful hour and a half commute every day, like there's only so much radio I can listen to. So I've been going back listening to your Midwest Wastelands and stuff. And like when I sent you the emails, I just had listened to the school one again. And I was just like, I mean, I just wanted to give the perspective side of the teacher because I mean, it's just everybody just like, well, are just wants to jump on the teacher so bad, but it's just sometimes your kids are dumb. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you can't tell them that. That's like the worst thing in the world. It's like, well, why did my student do bad? Like your, your, your kid's dumb. I mean, not, it's not a bad thing. I mean, you, it's just who they are. They're just never going to be that Excel and that whatever. But right. yeah, no, I, I keep up the good work, man. I, I'm loving your stuff that you're doing on Spill. I, I love that the VGA and stuff is coming back. It's just, if there's anything I could ever do to help, I, I'm here to support you, especially that way it gets me one more part-time job or just so that way I can escape three little girls once in a while. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that we had, we've managed to keep a lot of long-time listeners like yourself. It's it's a good feeling. And, you know, we're, you know VGN will eventually come back, but Spill takes up a lot of my time. Um, but, uh, you know, we're getting some ideas put together for a new Midwest Wasteland. i got to put the old Midwest Wastelands up on the RSS at some point. I've had a request to do that recently, so... Hopefully, yeah. I gotta get some of those back up there because they're not all up on there. But uh, anyway, good talking. Thanks. You want to pitch anything? Got a website or anything like that? Nothing like that. No, nothing. It's all just local, and I don't think anybody wants to come listen to my brass quintet because that's my main <laughs> baby right now. Like I mean, and we have our final performance with our original thing. So yeah, no, I I I'm totally the giant dork of my area. But there, that's the thing. But in in my little small corner of Nebraska, there's no one in my age demographic, and I can't be like, hey, who wants to come play Xbox? There's no one. Wow. It's just it, it's so terrible. Well, keep having kids, and they'll eventually <laughs> and have people to play with. Yeah, well, after a set of twins, I that that was that fun. Like I, funny story. Like I kept joking with my wife because she was looking kind of bigger, and I kept going, "I'm just gonna say twins, just in case." She's like, "No, no, doctor does the whole heartbeat thing." Like, "Oh no, no, no!" First ultrasound, boom, two heads, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I called it!" And then I was just like, "Oh, I did call it." Now I'm gonna have, (laughs) oh, oh, and I was just, I was hoping for at least a boy. But no, I've got three girls. I'm wow. just, they're going to hit that junior high age and be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but they don't destroy things as much as boys do. So think of it that way. Your stuff's not well, being, like, torn to pieces, you know. See, but I, I don't remember which one of my friends told me this. It was like, when you have a boy, you only worry about one pole. But when you have a girl, you worry about every pole. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. All right, well, great. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, for more information on the website and the shows, make sure you check out videogamenews.com and where you can find us on Facebook, uh, Video Game News, sometimes VGN Radio. And this is Oblast, Kevin's Oblast Radio, which you can find also on Facebook now. Uh, just search for Oblast, O-B-L-A-S-T, and you can find all the information. Of course, you're listening to the show, so you probably know how to get it. But that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. <laughs>